0: Hello beautiful people, this is Shaylin Foster and welcome to another episode of Interior Motives. Today, I'll be touching base with you before the holidays and talking a little bit about truth, triggers, reckoning and reconciliation. So take a moment, relax, grab a cup of coffee or some tea and let's talk. Hello, everyone. Wow, it's been a minute since it's just been me by myself. You know, it's been a lot going on in the world. You know, the COVID struggle is real, you know, with these cases spiking, um, I think, all over the world in a lot of different areas and including where I live. And I personally am tired of just kind of being in this bubble and wearing the mask, although the masks are necessary, you know, sanitizing often is necessary, but it's a struggle at times. It's a struggle at times, but we got to do what we have to do to stay safe. I am currently, whoa, I'm looking at some teas and trying to figure out what I want to drink. I um, typically drink teas all year round. I'm kind of one of those people. So I'm debating on cinnamon, turmeric, or sweet tangerine and ashwagandha. I think it has lemon in here as well. So I'm always looking for interesting tea, herbal tea combinations. So if you have any suggestions, please shout out um, and let me know. I'm also looking over my to-do list. I got a few things I want to do, but I'm not going to get too bent out of shape if uh, certain things don't get done because I also want to relax and enjoy family. I'm looking at my menu for Thursday. I'm going to stick with the staples, the things that we we love. But I'm also going to try a few new recipes, one being this sweet potato Cornbread um, with a, I think it's peach bourbon sauce. My cousin posted it on Facebook and I mean, it looked amazing. And so I'm going to try that one for sure. My two older children fly in tomorrow. I've got three grown kids and grown young adults, I should say. And so they're flying in tomorrow. So it's going to be nice to just hang with them and have us all together during this time. You know, it's always nice when you're grown. Your grown, grown uh, children want to come home and hang with you for a bit. So that's, that's really cool. I haven't talked about books in a while. And so my current reading rave, or at least my reading rave for today, has to go to activist, poet, and visionary Sonia Renee Taylor. Her book is called The Body is Not an Apology. That is, you know, that title says it all. You know, The Body is Not an Apology. I love that title. And just reading it, it was just, it really was transformative in a lot of different ways. Very empowering, you know, as a, as a Black woman. And it really, it really is a loving acknowledgement that, and reminder that we as human beings are all meant to be different you know, we don't have to fit into this cookie cutter mode um, or, you know, fit into this conventional construct that we are inherently diverse people and that this whole, you know, body positivity movement, you know, where we practice self-love and acceptance It's not a trend. It's a lifestyle and it's a mindset that we must have. This book also challenges, you know, societal norms and conventional Eurocentric standards of beauty. It also artfully dissects the isms and the obias, you know, such as racism and classism and sexism and homophobia. It does it in a way that's palatable and thought provoking for folks who are really trying to seek greater depth and understanding and empathy, you know? So if you want to really lean into feeling unapologetic and owning the skin that you are in, this book is definitely for you. And again, that's Sonya Renee Taylor, The Body Is Not an Apology, a great read. I am also listening to several books via Audible. Um, one is The Meaning of Mariah. If you love Mariah Carey, I think you'll like this one. I've actually been pleasantly surprised. I, I wasn't sure about whether I would enjoy it, but I have truly been enjoying it. She's got a, a beautiful backstory, very interesting. She even sings a little bit acapella along the way. So that's been fun. So I, I'm going to stick with this one. Also, I am listening to Robin Roberts. I have great respect for her. I think she's so graceful and gracious in terms of just her activism and how she presents herself professionally. She's had an incredible career. Um, and just her journey. You know, this book, Everybody's Got Something, recounts her battle with breast cancer. And she's been such an advocate for the cause. And I just have, again, so, such great respect for Robin Roberts. And so I'm enjoying this as well. The other one that I am reading is Grit by Angela Duckworth. She's an Asian American researcher and psychologist. She has done extraordinary work. So I'm, I'm excited to really get into that. I've been listening to her podcast and I've heard her be a guest on other podcasts and just have been really impressed with the work that she's doing. And guess what? I just downloaded our forever president, Barack Obama's anticipated memoir, A Promised Land. And I cannot wait to get into this, although I was a little, I was a little daunted at first when I saw that the Audible version is 30 hours, almost 30 hours long, you know, but you know, it's, it's Barack's voice. So I'm sure it'll be well worth it. I've heard nothing but great things about it. So I've been in a reflective mode. I, I've been in a reflective mode. This is probably nothing that unusual. I'm pretty cerebral and in my head a lot of the time, but I was thinking about how As a therapist, you know, I'm sure a lot of therapists and psychotherapists get this, that there is this perception that you as a therapist have dealt with all your issues and that you have reconciled all your your childhood wounds or your old wounds. And for me, I would have to say there's a lot of truth to that for me. However, the reality is that I still have to deal with my triggers. I still have to manage them. And as a you know, trauma survivor and a lifelong learner, I will always be a work in progress. I will always be you know, trying to be better and to do better. I was thinking about the whole notion of triggers and how it can be people and situations and circumstances that can really kind of trigger some of those places within you. For me, I remember a situation, typically you think, okay, you know, in a marriage or in a relationship, you know, your partner will trigger some of those those wounds or some of those areas that need growth. But it doesn't just happen in relationships. It happens in your friendships it can happen on your job with employers and employees i remember working with this uh, co-worker many many years ago it's probably been about 16 17 years ago and there was something about her that reminded me of a family member of mine she was very aggressive in her tone you know, talk to folks a certain way, and she had asked me to do something one particular day, and she asked me in such a way that was so rude and condescending, And she took me there. She took me there, she took me to a place that I didn't need to go. She definitely triggered she triggered my thoughts and interactions with a family member, and I actually told her. That day, you know, and looking back in retrospect, I, I should have handled that differently. But it really reminded me that I had some work to do, and it was one of the things that I addressed in therapy. And so, you know, just just something to think about that you know we all have work to do, and so that there will be certain times where we are triggered, you know. And I'm thinking about the holiday season. And spending time with our loved ones and our families and how much, you know, fun we're going to have. But it also can be a time of deep reflection. It can be a time that we're, you know, struggling through grief and loss and making peace with our past. And it can also be wrought with triggers, those triggers again. I want to switch gears in and talk about for a moment this whole situation with the actor Will Smith and his co-star Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the trained actress and dancer Janet Hubert. By the way, if you don't watch Ready to Love with uh, Nephew Tommy, there is a woman on the show. Her name is Denise. My goodness, she looks just like Miss Janet Hubert. Anyway, I digressed. So I watch Red Table Talk. Okay. And this is where, you know, Will is sitting down with the famed psychologist, um, the clinical psychologist, Dr. Romney, you know, and I have to give it up for Will. I have to give Will his props for really doing his best to hold space for Janet Hubert, because in the clips where it was showing the reconciliation with Janet, after 30 years of estrangement, she really stuck it to him. She put so much blame on Will, you know, who I think we forget sometimes. He was only 21 at the time, you know, and looking at it in retrospect, I mean, 21, it's it's like a baby, you know, but still Will, despite it all, he remained gracious, he took the punches. He didn't try to gaslight Janet's narrative. And he really owned his stuff. He owned his ish. You know, she clearly was dealing with other uh, personal issues that really had nothing to do with him. But it appeared that nobody really was aware, you know, including that the fact that she was dealing with abuse in her own marriage, amongst other things, which probably kept her in kind of a bubble. She said that, you know, people may have... Seen her as rude or not sociable and, and not really mixing with the cast. And it was interesting because Will, who clearly has done a lot of therapy, a lot of self-analysis, and has had his own personal reckoning about his childhood, he he stated that he desperately wanted Janet's approval, almost like a mother figure. And he said that he would often use jokes and humor as a mechanism to feel safe on set and in life you know even in his family of of origin he said that that was the case his family was plagued with domestic violence his father was abusive and he said that humor was often a way of keeping the peace dr romney also asked him how he was just able to keep quiet and receive what hubert had to say you know like what prepared him for that moment and he said that it was not his time to talk. It was not his time to talk yet. And that was something that he had learned in just kind of his relationship with Jada, his in his relationship with his daughter, and just his own therapy journey. And so, you know, I have to say, it took a lot of maturity and restraint and, and practice on his part to really, truly, truly hold space for Janet Hubert. And he did that. My personal takeaway from from all of this is that, you know, we're not, we can't really be responsible for another person's happiness and healing. Really only time and maturity and growth encourages us to understand cause and effect. It also encourages us to personally reckon with the bumps and the bruises we may have caused along the way of someone else's journey. This reckoning also creates space for more personal responsibility, ownership for our stuff, for our ish. You know, um, it also helps us to become more self-aware in the part that we play in other people's hurt, you know, which gives us an opportunity to develop more compassion and empathy and ultimately experience the beauty of growth, reconciliation and A renewed relationship. You know, uh, it's interesting, you know, regardless of the underbelly or the inner workings of Will Smith and Janet Hubert's conflict or relationship, I'm really glad to see them together and open to the process of healing. You know, it's not easy, it's not easy for any of us. It's definitely a long overdue and a lesson for all of us to be perhaps more willing to seek understanding and to be discerning enough to wait our turn to share our truth. And y'all, I know I'm late in the game. I haven't seen the Fresh Prince uh, reunion yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing it this week. It should be really fun. So next week, I am gearing up for this next episode. I'm pretty excited about it. We are going to be unpacking millennial dating culture. My beautiful daughters and my beautiful nieces by love will be joining me and sharing their thoughts and their insights and their perspectives on just what is going on in these millennial streets out here. And so I am excited for that episode to be released and for y'all to enjoy what is being said. So it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So please join me next week. Um, thank you for tuning in and supporting Interior Motives. This truly has been an incredible journey, an incredible labor of love, I might add. It's just been a really a, a, a true blessing and, I, and I'm thankful to God for allowing me to have this space and this platform to really, you know, shed light on something I am passionate about. And that is mental health and all of its intersections. And so I thank you. I thank you for listening and holding space with me. So just remember to practice good self-care and and stay on the health journey because it really is a journey and um, take some time. Take some time to recalibrate and relax over the holidays and remember the things that are most important, uh, like family and relationships and practicing simple gratitude. You know, there's so many things that I can be thankful for and recognize as a blessing. And so sometimes the simplest expressions of gratitude go a long way. So until next time, be well and be blessed.